Can we start the show? Final show of the year. First of all, in my defense. Okay, Marcus. I may or may not have been in class when they covered that part of it. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome. Another stellar edition of The Drive underway here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock on Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. Final show of the year. We will not be with you next week. There is some much-needed technical improvements. No getting around it. Had to be done. We've already got a new toilet, which I tested out earlier today. Have you seen this pile of crap? And I must say, very pleased. Could not be more pleased with the way everything went in there. Really excited about the new crapper here in the white claw hard seltzer studios but we got a lot of other things that are going to take some time to get done that they uh new management said look just go ahead and take the week off it's kind of a slow week and uh, mo- most of the people around uh, this place did not need to be have their arms twisted hmm. but here on the drive bear we're built a little different we like to do shows we want to do shows, and so uh, it's it's going to be tough on us. But uh, we will, if there is important news breaking out, obviously we'll hop on spaces or something and oh sure break it down. Now, one thing before they come in here, um, I would like for them not to harm Charlotte. Why? Are, I don't know. Are you? Is this like in code right now? Or no? Tell the Black Widow spider down here. All right. Well, uh, you telling this to me as if there's something i my, my guess is if they encounter a dangerous um arachnid that they will kill it okay so uh but you take that up with new management i am merely russell smith and Man. i've only got three hours that's all i've got ladies and gentlemen Tucker Harlan, are you with me for the following three hours? I am with you for the following three no hours. No mailing it in, folks. We're, I need you all to lean into this with me. We need to go out with a bang. It's been a great 2023. It's going to be an even greater 2024. Really excited about the new morning show. Really excited about Bob Baskerville being a part of what we're doing here at Fan Run Radio. And uh, I can't wait to come back in 2024 and take this thing to the next level as they say in the trade. First of all, first of all, before we get to today's Rocky Top Report and break down what happened in Thompson Bowling Assembly Center and Arena yesterday, I need a full and complete report on what happened at Cody McClure's going away party yesterday because I'm hearing rumors. I'm hearing innuendo. I'm hearing a lot of hearsay. 
quite frankly, that several of our beloved co-workers might not have exactly put their best foot forward, might have brought shame and disgrace upon the fan-run brand, and might have, shall we say, been overserved last night? Smashed! Really, only one. <clears throat> you want to put his name out there? Young Marcus Young. Oh, no, Marcus! Smashed! What yeah. happened? He, for some reason, you know how Marcus is. He's he's Marcus, and he decided he wanted to go drink for drink with McClure, who is a professional. Pro- mature thrill seeker. I drank <clears throat> beer. I liked beer. Still like beer. And it didn't go well for Marcus? The, it, it, the last time I saw Marcus, he was drunkenly schmoozing. Yeah. With a female? <clears throat> yeah, the only problem was yeah. it was another buddy of ours' wife. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and he's a... Oh, my God. Not gosh. only <clears throat> is he a buddy of ours, Smashed! he's a big old dude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm fairly certain... Oh, my God. He's like ex-military. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no, it keeps getting worse. Oh, Marcus Young gets blowed away at the party and he then starts, starts hitting on a married woman. He wasn't hitting on her, but it was a glimpse of it, it was, was it was flirting. Like, yeah, yeah. he was all red faced. <laughs> oh, man. His hair. You remember how his hair. Oh, you, no. But he come in here when he, it was obvious that he just rolled out of bed and just stumbled into the studio. That's what he looked like last night. Cheeks were all rosy red. Oh, no, Marcus. Marcus, Marcus, Marcus. And then Cody finally had his uh, – Cody had a little bit of his revenge for some of the uh, – you know how Marcus used to rig some of those trivia contests in John's favor? We I, rigged I the, always assumed that was not true, but – No, it was 100% true. It was totally rigged and not as bad as Charlie would rig him. But then Marcus uh, – we kind of rigged the drinking contest against Cody. I'll go ahead and put it out there. Yeah. I lied, Marcus. Against Cody? No. Or for Cody? For Cody. Okay. Kept telling Mark, hey, McClure just took a couple more shots, Marcus. Smash! Oh, let me get him, Bear. I came in. I'll suck up the catch up. So, in other words, Marcus Young is waking up somewhere right now in West Knoxville with a headache. Either that or he's somewhere under the James White Parkway Bridge over there. In a ditch, his pants right, well, around his ankles. Sorry, I missed that, but not really sorry. Uh, yeah, a couple of housekeeping notes before we get started here. Off next week, uh, new studios, new shows, new toilet, new website, new app. Twenty twenty four is going to be a big year for Fan Run. So we new drive. We had a uh, new new addition to the drive. Yeah, we made a uh, big splash in the portal. Yeah. We got Yamamoto. Yeah, we did. Yamamoto. Hold on. What, uh, We're the Dodgers of Fan Run. We did. I, we had, I don't we know had, if we're we going to be the a, best, but we have no excuses not to be. <laughs> We've got, and we, threw, and we threw an awfully attractive package at uh, Cress. Made him an offer he could not refuse. No. And he did it. Houston Crest joins the show next year as well. So Looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Big things, big goings on here at Fan Run Radio. Let's kick off today's show with the Rocky Top Report. It's brought to you by Bo Kregner and the Kregner Group. They do real estate.
the right way. It's time for the Rocky Top Report, brought to you by the Kregner Group. First of all, Tucker, as you covered the game for Fan Run Radio, I saw the picture of you and your brethren out there. Uh, just call uh, it. I mean, we're we're naming names today. I mean, it was the Goof Troop Parade of Dorks down there <laughs> all right. in, in the you <laughs> ugly Christmas sweater. Frederick Butler. I'm Fre- just kidding. Frederick Butler had a shot taken at him yesterday in the press conference. Whoa, really? Yeah. yeah. Did you see who took a shot at him? Was it the Deacon? It was indeed the Deacon. Rick Barnes getting roasted, or uh, Rick Butler getting roasted by Rick Barnes. I'm here for it. Pathetic. <laughs> so what did – you can't just drop yeah. that. Okay, so he uh, – of course, if, if you saw the picture, Rick, Rick's basically dressed as a Christmas tree. He's got a hood pulled over him, right, on his sweater. And he, Rick Barnes said something like, are, are you a Christmas tree? And then Rick said, I'm the whole tree. And then Barnes was just like, I'm going to need to pour some water on there. It's good. It's good by the Deacon. I'm here for it. Tennessee wins the game 65-46 to against John Tarleton. Almost the backdoor cover there. It was because uh, we were watching that on somebody's phone at the going away party last night. The final score was not indicative of how close that thing about was. Six five points, left. Yeah. about five minutes to go. Yeah, 50-44, I believe, was the score. And then hey. it was a 15-2 run there at the end. I mean, he had a bunch of fan run guys all liquored up over there. Tempers were running hot with about five minutes to go in that game. Ziegler with 13 to lead the way for the Vols. Vescovy with 12 and Triple J with 10. Let's hear from Rick Barnes after the game. Uh, he said that this one went about the way he thought it would go. What do you guys need to do to find more consistency on the offensive end? Well, we haven't looked at it in the second half. I mean, you got to make some, you know, nights you, some nights you shoot it, some nights you don't. And, you know, we, we had good looks at it. Um, and, you know, I wish we could coach making shots, but you can't. Uh, but it was the exact kind of game I thought it would be. You know, you're playing against one of the slowest playing teams offensively in the country. You, you knew they were going to take it deep into the shot clock every time. You knew they were going to be extremely physical trying to get to the glass. Uh, you knew they were going to run through every screen. They're going to be physical on that end. They have depth. They're not concerned about fouling, you know. Uh, not that they do any more than we probably do when we're trying to be physical. But, uh, I mean, it's exactly the game that we thought it would be. Uh, started out, we stood around, didn't have our spacing. It was all about spacing, wasn't ready to – uh, move the ball like we had talked about for a couple of days, and then second half, you know, we when we had chances to stretch it out, we you know we had some great looks at it and didn't make it. Got to pass the ball better, and uh, but the word you use there, consistency, we've got to get that more from just knowing what guys are going to do. We can't have you know guys that bounce the ball more than three times. I mean, you get in trouble against a team like this. I mean, that's a two bounce game really and a two dribble game and. But I'm telling you, it's exactly the way I thought the game would play. It's the way it played. So, what happened here, Tucker? You were there front and center for the game, covering it for Fan Run last night. And I don't think anybody is pressing the panic button, but this was not a, a dominant win. It, it was just kind of – and we've had a couple yeah. of those kind of games this year in the, in the preseason Um what do you what do you think? What what did you see out there? Uh, don't overreact to it. I mean, this is a physical team, as Barnes just said. Um, you know, he's very very much a, 
they're going to press you. They have no issue fouling you whatsoever, as evident, um, at several points in that game last night. So, you know, I, I think they definitely created a tough challenge for Tennessee in that regard. Now, it, it was going to be hard for Tennessee to lose that game the way Tarleton played on offense because, I mean, really outside of dribbling inside and trying to find easy buckets there at the rim, they're just not going to score from outside at all. But, yeah, I think Rick Barnes knew exactly what he was in for with this one. It's a tough team, and it's the kind of game that will get you ready for SEC play just with all the presses they throw at you. A couple of numbers that stood out to me. Triple J had a double-double, team-high 10, 10 rebounds to go with his 10 points. So um, that was a good effort by him. Um, Awaka getting some of Adu's minutes. Tobey plays 24 last night to 16 for Adu. And he didn't have foul trouble. He had three, I mean, both guys finished with three fouls. Tobey had five blocks last night. Nice. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I thought I'd read some post game comments on Twitter that Adu's still not 100% after having the flu last week. Well, I, I know Barnes said specifically that Connect and Ganey are not 100%. I, now, I would imagine Adu is probably still recovering a little bit, but he, he did specifically highlight Connect and Ganey uh, with their ankle turns. Which, Russ, brings me to my next question to you. If you know that connect is is super duper important piece of you I mean, one of your best players on the team why did he not shut him down a little bit for the past couple of weeks and get that thing a little bit healthy mm. i don't know I, I guess it's a fair question um my guess is dk probably wants to play and is is pushing to play and feels like he can and barnes is not one to can i use the word mollycoddle his players yeah, I mean, he's, he's old school. Did you see him chewing out that ref? Did you see the, the video of – Do you no. understand what a travel is? Karthik? Uh, I'm, yeah. That was – oh, my God. No, I'll have to check it out on the break. Yeah, wow, he was I, a feisty deacon yeah, last like, night. Very clear audio of Rick Barnes going off on a ref. Like, What did he say? Do you understand what a travel he is? Said, Did you, do you understand what a travel is? Happened right in front of your face. Like, he – I mean, he's chewing. He's giving this dude the business. Yeah. Didn't help that TV Ted was in the building either. Oh, boy. As much crap as he gets, TV Ted, like, I think we've talked about on the show before, he's usually not that. No, but he is a little bit of a drama queen out there with his calls. Sure. He always thinks it's about him. All right, so Tennessee improves last night to 8-3? and 9-3. They'll probably get their 10th win next week against Norfolk, and then we go into conference play at 10-3 and with three close losses against top teams and feeling pretty good about the potential of this basketball team, which I say should go to the Final Four. I'm putting that on it. I'm putting that out there. That is the goal. Let's set our sights high. Let's let's act. Let's start acting like a blue blood if we want to get the same results. That'd yeah, be- you want to see Jamie get that tattoo. <clears throat> Who are we oh, playing next yes. week? Norfolk State. All right, your Rocky Top Report is brought to you by the Craigner Group. We are so appreciative of Bo Craigner and all his support through the years here on Fan Run Radio. Um, he is a great guy to do business with, and we remind you, for those of you who are house hunting, for those of you who are thinking about selling in 2024, call my guy Bo Craigner. Tell him I sent you. He's going to take extra great care of you. Get it listed, get it sold, and move on. 
Call Bo Kregner today at 865-742-1035 for a free consultation. You can also visit him online at bonoshouses.com. Bo Kregner and the Kregner Group, they do real estate the right way. Dan the Man Harrelson, Vallswire.com, set to join us when we continue. Stay tuned. It's The Drive on Fan Run Radio. The Drive. Fan Run Radio, The Drive continues. Let's make it Dan Run Radio, as in Dan Harrelson of Vallswire.com. Good afternoon, Dan. How are you, sir? Doing well. I hope you guys are well. Yes. Merry Christmas to you and your family, my friend. I hope the holidays are treating you well so far. I hope your Christmas shopping is done and you're not scrambling at the last minute like the rest of us trying to put together something decent. Yeah, actually, I finished up about 10, 11 o'clock this morning. Hey, and very nice. Yeah, Turkey Creek's a mess right now. Oh. I don't advise anybody going through there. <sighs> Brutal, right man. Now. Seventh circle of hell right now. Turkey Creek and the mall just don't come within a half-mile radius of either of those locations. Don't say you haven't been warned. Russell and Dan doing a public service announcement here for those of you out there listening I, i'm sure we have a bunch of people listening right now who are stuck in that traffic and uh god bless you man we'll try and make it go by a little bit easier for you uh dan what do you think about tennessee football and what's going on right now josh heupel and the balls off the field this roster management portion of the season has become really interesting how do you think heupel is handling it all I think it's okay. I know a lot of people would, would like to see maybe that the class have, you know, be, be up there a little bit more as far as numbers-wise goes throughout the SEC and, and nationally. But I think he, I think he's done pretty well because, to be honest with you, it sounds cliche, but his, some of his biggest pieces this offseason or going into this offseason into next year is just keeping players on this roster, especially throughout the offensive line. I think that's going to be huge. Next year, I think the schedule that they luck up, considering how tough it is with two name brands coming into the conference, uh, they they can still win nine ten games next year with that schedule, and it's it helps out a ton that you you basically have the entire offensive line back, but you sprinkle in uh, some of these guys like like Brazel for the wide receiver from Tulane and Holden Stays. I think he's he could potentially be the biggest gift that they have coming in for this roster for next year. It tied in Holden stays from Notre Dame. And, and we'll see how Mike Matthews can, can come in. I, I think he's very reliable, at least at the high school level in the red zone. I think he can potentially uh, be a factor there and also cause mismatches on the opposite side of him, considering that they have a lot of players coming back at that position. And then Braylon Staley, uh, who knows what he, he can bring. Uh, right off the bat, you would kind of think that he could be a player like a Caleb Webb, Nimrod, just kind of see how it goes for a year, develop, and then get, get some PT. Same thing with the Peyton Lewis at running back. So it's it's very interesting, but I really do like the, the transfers that he brought in, especially on the offensive side. And I, I think he's attacked it pretty well because, as as you guys know, I mean, December's just turned into a crazy month with, with the portal players entering left and right, and then obviously with the early signing period. And then on top of that, you're prepping for a bowl game. So it's crazy. 
on it, I, I kind of would like to see something happen with the, the transfer rules. Uh, as we've seen, it, it's just gone really, really crazy. But I think, I think going forward, maybe that they should entertain an idea of possibly treating transfer rules like a redshirt rule. If you transfer out the first time, you get eight games tops you play mm. in a regular season. Mm. And then a bowl or a college football playoff, you can play, but eight games tops you max out in the regular season. they got to do something where it's just going to continue like this, like the likes of Lane Kiff and other head coaches out there keep uh, informing people to the media that it's just not a stable concept. No, I, I like your idea there, and I know other other people have, have bandied that about. It'll be interesting to see if they do something like that. But, you know, it, it's just interesting. You've got Josh Heupel and this juxtaposition we've talked about before between what you see on the field and everything that you see and hear off the field. On the field, there are a lot of things, Dan, they are not boring. They are flashy. They go fast. They push the envelope. They they go for it. Um, they are very aggressive. And it is fun to watch off the field. Hypel, I mean, you know, I don't want to say dull or boring because of the negative connotations there, but whatever Dion is doing, whatever Lane Kiffin is doing, whatever Hugh Freeze is doing, the flashiness factor, that's just not Josh Hypel. He's steady Eddie off the field. And, um, you know, I, I think there's something to be said for that because when you take a step back and you kind of hinted at this, Dan. You look at what he's doing right now. There's no doubt he's improving his program. He's getting some good pieces in, and he's he's doing well there. But uh, man, like there, I, I feel like there's a lot of Tennessee fans out there that are looking for a wow factor. That it's just not Heupel's style, is it? It's not, and like you said, the off the field stuff. It's just not out there for him to be flashy. You know, I kind of like that. I mean, sometimes it works with some people's uh, mantra or, or whatnot uh, for a kitten to be on Twitter or whoever else ma- making sound bites through the media. But I, I love everything about Heifel off the field. Uh, I, I, I love everything about him, how he wants to attack. Uh, we've discussed this before. There are a few things in game that I wish he would kind of look at as far as uh, – you know, escaping from a, a Gus Malzahn uh, mindset of not catering to, to certain skill sets or player personnel, especially a season like this year, and a little bit of 2021, his first year, when he kind of had his uh, hands uh, wrapped around his back, just kind of taking over this program. But I, I, I like it. I'm a big uh, fan of his body language. That's, that's kind of what I look for in, in every press conference with head coaches and he hits it out of the park uh, as far as just how he handles the media also. Dan Harrelson, VolsWire.com with us this afternoon on the program. And, Dan, what are your thoughts on this bowl game against Iowa? I understand Tennessee is uh, sending the kids home this weekend for Christmas break, and then they reconvene in Orlando on the 26th for a quote-unquote game week of preparation leading up to New Year's Day and the Hawkeyes. Um, what are, what are your thoughts on this game, just in general, and as far as uh, what you expect an outcome to be? Yeah, I haven't looked at it uh, in full like game week mode just yet, just because the portal and, and early signing period. But I'll probably turn that page after today, since the early signing period officially ends at, at midnight, I guess today. But uh, just looking at it from bird's eye view, I mean, we, we've seen Iowa play this year. 
I mean, all you have to do is score some points. I mean, easier said than done. But I, I just – I kind of look at Iowa, and they've, they've struggled against teams like Penn State and Michigan. And obviously they, they recruit at a decent level within the Big Ten Conference and good enough to, to make the playoff and make some noise. But I just look at it, can Iowa, even with a team like Tennessee, is going to have a couple of opt-outs or, or whatnot or transfers. Can they can they play against the SEC speed and athleticism that Tennessee presents? And I, I think it's going to be a huge game for people like Dylan Sampson, mm. uh, other playmakers. I, I would go with the Bobby Petrino uh, mantra in this, just kind of feed the studs and see if uh, the, the guys from Iowa City can can – can play with the speed and athleticism that, that Josh Heupel's recruited to this roster. I'm looking forward to seeing some of these young pieces that uh, you mentioned Sampson. I know we saw a lot of him, but it, it's kind of has the feel of, remember that Texas A&M game and College Station a couple of years ago with Butch Jones where we finally got to see Kamara as the man, and I know they lost that game, but they went up and down the field and I'm looking forward to seeing Dylan Sampson as the feature back. I'm looking forward to seeing Ricky Gibson back there at cornerback. Uh, getting it sounds like he's going to get to start and play a lot, and uh, you know maybe maybe John Slaughter, maybe uh, some of these young safeties that we just didn't get to see much. There's going to be some new car smell for Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl, Dan. Yeah, Joshua Joseph's another guy. Now that Tyler Barron's out, mm. maybe he can step in, have a whole lot bigger role. Who knows? He, he he could start in this game. Kind of see where his motor's at uh, as him being a one A one B guy alongside James Pierce on the defensive line on the edge. That's going to be a huge uh, person to to kind of look at in this matchup. And then also uh, sticking with the running backs, maybe a Cam Seldon. Where where is he going to be at? Obviously, Samson's going to be. Uh, could be the starter. I don't think he's every down back, but like you said, going back to that 16 A&M game with Kamara, you don't know. He could turn into a guy in this matchup that can do it, do it all, but really looking forward to see how much of a Cam Seldon we, we actually get to see except for that we've seen all year on, on kickoff. Dan Harrelson with us this afternoon. Now, Dan, uh, we talked a lot about your record prediction. Um, I know you predicted ten and two, or did you go eleven and one this year? It was eleven and one. Uh, oh, easy yeah, talker, easy talker. Uh, like, wow, he's wanting to throw you under the bus, Dan. All right, so they all can't be bullseyes. I still give you credit for twenty twenty two, Dan. You called ten to two. Everybody said you were crazy. Tennessee went out there and delivered. I want to know. Um, first of all, if you got anything to say about your your 2023 prediction, but then now that we know the 2024 schedule, what are your thoughts on a potential record for the Vols next year? Right. So I, I won't <laughs> put anything out there, but until after this uh, Citrus Bowl, just because I want to see what Nico looks like in this bowl game. Okay. That, that's yeah. that's going to be really telling going into the offseason, spring practices, all that good stuff. But I haven't looked a ton at Oklahoma. I would not be surprised that with the, the offensive line that's coming in and the front seven that, that's returning, especially Amari Thomas, uh, another guy that was probably bigger than any of these recruits just to keep him for another year. But they can walk into Norman and, and win that game, I think, as long as Nico can, can settle in by that point and, and be that quarterback that we all think he can be. But right now, I'm, I'm kind of looking at nine and three, ten and two. Uh, we'll see. But last year, like you said, eleven one, totally missed that. But 
I guess I missed that, like Josh Heifel missed on on Joe Milton twice. And oh, that, yeah, a two Dan Harrelson. Yeah, the injuries did not help either with Cooper Mays and some other guys. So, uh, <laughs> I think they just need to flush this season. Like I said, they missed on Joe twice. Injuries. He ochoed the se- uh, the season. So he just needs eight and four. We we've seen that before with guys like Philip Former with a lot of talent. And but he just can't do that again. I, I think he could get it right next year. But going back to what I mentioned earlier, he can't be stubborn with this scheme. If things start to, to go against your back goes against the wall a little bit, you kind of got to change it up a tad bit and work mm. around your player personnel, especially a guy yeah. like Brazel, uh, the receiver from Tulane. He was dynamite with the underneath stuff at Tulane, but we all know Josh Heifel's not going to run that. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how they implement a guy like that in to, to this offensive scheme. Wouldn't you love to be able to give Heifel a little bit of truth serum and, and really, like, Josh, what is the deal with Milton? Like, is were you really just that loyal to him just out of – emotion was there a personal connection there was there nil or financial considerations that you just can't talk about like what's what's the deal there yeah i mean it's a great question it's it's on the it's on par with guys like jared garantano why did he remain the starting quarterback as long as he did so i mean that's that's another discussion for another time that's already been Probably talked about too many times around here, but uh, yeah, it, it just doesn't make any sense uh, just going with the guy like that twice, and it just didn't pan out. Well, and it just it really makes you wonder about Nico and how good he's going to be next year because, as, as you said earlier, Dan, all the pieces are that you got a really nice looking offensive line, you've got tons of weapons, plenty of weapons at wide receiver. You've got a great running back. We're all excited about Selden, see what he can do. Uh, and you bring in Holden Stays, who, again, as you said, may be the biggest addition. Like, that's – he seems like a player. So, really, in my mind, you, you've all the stars are aligned there. It's just like, how good is this dude? How good is Nico Iamaliava? If he is really as good as he's cracked up to be, I think you're going to be right back to where you were in 2022. If he's not, then – Maybe that is why they stuck with Milton all year. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do with Stays because obviously a different scheme at Notre Dame, but they used him a lot inside. But they would do stuff like the, of course, we all heard Gruden talk about that play, the spider two wide banana, and just slide him out on the sliding plays, and he'd go vertical off that. But they always kept him inside uh, most of the time. And I, I, I think with Josh Heifel's uh, track record, Maybe they saw him on the out like a Princeton fan. I yeah. don't know yet. Well, I guess we'll get a, a dose of that come orange and white game, just kind of see where they kind of position him a little bit. But why mess with it if he's really effective inside? But we'll, we'll see what how it plays out in the tight end position, especially with a guy like Ethan Davis, who should be pretty good on the outside. That That's what, another reason why I, I don't think you should alter Stays' uh, strength too much. I mean, granted – you still want that big blocker on the outside when you do when you do run the uh, the uh, screen type passes that we saw Hen and Hooker do a lot with Fant blocking. So I'm sure they're going to do that a few times, but for the most part, I would definitely like to see Stage just kind of be inside and stay on the the line of scrimmage and just kind of 
kind of get open a little bit, especially with Nico's ability to do half rolls and kind of shift the defense. Looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a fun off season. <laughs> it's going to be fun, man. A uh, lot of anticipation, and Dan, we'll we'll wait for your official record prediction with bated breath next year. When, when can we expect that? By the way, is that after spring I'll practice? I'll put it out probably right after the bowl. Not right oh, after the bowl. Okay. After. All right. All right. Well, we'll get you on and talk about it, my friend. Merry Christmas to you, Dan Harrelson. We appreciate you. I hope you get some time with family and friends a little quiet peaceful time here in the next couple of weeks and have a merry christmas and a very happy new year all right same to you guys merry christmas dan harrelson vallswire.com he kind of he kind of slapped josh heupel there didn't he yeah he really did okay let's take a quick time out You're listening to The Drive. We open up the phone lines to you, 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board. The Drive continues. Back with more after this. The The Drive. Drive. You know when Commander Chuck says it's a little frustrating on the interstate... You know it must be a complete and total disaster out there. It's a complete disaster. Oh, when I was on my way, I had to go somewhere over near campus. When I was so on my way here. I hate traffic. And I was about to text you, do not get, but I assumed you knew not to get on the interstate today. I was on the interstate a little bit. It wasn't It wasn't bad when I was out there. I went to the mall today. Dude. Which you're Again? A thrill seeker. Yeah, I had to. In and out. 15 minutes. That's what she said. Dan Harrelson, VolsWire.com. Bear, what did you learn? He woke up today and joined our show and chose violence on Josh Heupel. <laughs> wow. He said, they fooled me like Josh Heupel got fooled by Joe Milton twice. Golly. Uh, another thing I learned, Tucker, take it a little bit easier on our guests. I mean, He's a good friend of mine. I was just trying to lighten it up, and then Tucker just immediately. Off but the top he said ten, He said 11 and 1. He said 11 and 1. Like, I heard okay, him. Tucker. I heard him, Russell. Relax, man. Hothead Tucker Harlan over here just always trying to stir stuff up. What is your problem? What grief, man. What did you do? Yes. Oh, you, you called Russell out for forgetting his headphones in his car. Jesus, Russell. It was very hurtful. <laughs> 865-546-8200. Your number to get on the show this afternoon. Let's get to the phones. And, uh, Geraldo is up first today. What's up, Geraldo? Merry Christmas, sir. Right back at you, buddy. The last show of 2023, yep. I had to call in. Good. I saw the news. Houston joining the show. That's exciting. It is, isn't it? It's very exciting. I love Houston, Chris. He loves you. I hope so. You know, he's the reason I found Fan Run. You know, I followed him from his previous place and um, followed him over as a listener. And I was very worried at first of like, oh, my gosh, he's leaving. Uh, But, in fact, it's just getting even better as he joins the best show, not only in East Tennessee, but all of Tennessee. I think all of the South. I think all, uh, all, of all of the known universe, I mean, let's just go ahead and call it what it is, Geraldo. I think 
John Reed said it best yesterday when he said it's basically like Kevin Durant joining the Warriors. I, of course, understand this reference because I'm an avid basketball fan. I like know you are. You. Who's Steph Curry in this uh, scenario? It's kind of like I'm, – I'm trying to think of uh, – I am, Bear. It's kind of like – I'm trying to think of what terms Geraldo might understand this. I, I got one. I got one for you. It's like kind, when Han Solo yeah. shot Darth Vader out of the trench and saved Luke Skywalker to allow him to blow up the Death Star. Well, yeah, I, I was like. just going to say it was kind of like when, when Han and Luke joined forces. And the rebellion reached its peak. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that. Hey, guys, as the studio goes under renovation, um, I'm going to say something that some of some of the listeners probably won't like or enjoy because, you know, very defensive about, don't tell me how to be a fan, don't tell me how to be a fan. But after the last week on Twitter, we might need to have a little uh, renovation of all Twitter. Because, oh my gosh, we spent all season just dogging every single defensive back on our team. And guess what? They can see that. I mean, we just dogged them the whole time. And then when they all leave, you get upset? No, that's what you wanted. Figure it out. Like, there is there's an element of our fan base that cannot help but complain, and it's, it annoys the ever-loving you-know-what out of me. It just annoys me so bad, and I just want to push back on that a little bit. Guys, this is the first time we've been stable in a long, long time. Try not to screw it up. Trust the process, Geraldo. That's right, sir. Our offense, we're not going to need to play defense next year. We're going to be right back to scoring 45 points a game with the Prince who was promised. And the defense, I, I say it jokingly, I mean, we're going to be all right. You, we, we hold them to you know, 21, 22 points a game, something like that, which is where we were the past two seasons. Then we're going to be right there with the chance to make the college football playoff. Yeah, it won't matter our defense when we're scoring 55 to 20. You know, like, it doesn't matter at that point. We just keep scoring, baby. I'm looking forward to a great football year next year. I'm excited about listening to more bowl practice stuff, uh, watching the game on New Year's Day. Um, but I really do think that next year, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to say it. Next year, we're making the playoffs. We're making them. Believe in Geraldo. I believe. I believe, Geraldo. Those are my goals. We're going to the Final Four, Omaha, and the college football playoff, all in the same year. That's right. It's happening, sir. I, I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it in the love force. You. Love you. Oh, ah, wow. I love you, sir. Goodbye. What the hell was that sound he made? Huh? He gets Woo! excited. Woo! He's Any, done that before. Anytime I drop a Star Wars reference oh, yeah. that makes sense, he he gets a little excited. I yeah. vividly remember one from a couple months ago where he let out a scream. 
865-546-8200, your number to get on the show this afternoon. Phil is next. Good afternoon, Phil. What are you doing? What's up, Philly? Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you and uh, Mary and uh, Tucker. Thank you, sir. Congratulations on getting Houston over there. Thank you, sir. It's going to be a humdinger once we get the Vol rumor mill in here. We had to dig deep, Phil. <laughs> Come up with an offer, the bag. Bear asked all the Ultra Boys he knows. I asked all the Rebels I know, and we were able to put it together an elite package. Hey, speaking of the Rebels, I just saw that they uh, won a Christmas tournament. Uh, it's what we do, in Tucker. Basketball. Winners win. I mean, that'd be a first one. Oh! Championship DNA, championship pedigree. Not on the hardwood. Evidently, right. they just they just did. Yeah, don't worry. the The jealousy, Tucker, you won't be able to break through. It's all good. It was in the tournament. That must be that probably walk whoever they played. You know. Just uh, you, we'll we'll wipe our tears off on the banner we're about to hang over at thirty three hundred. Hmm. Well, you know, it's uh, interesting. Uh, I guess we'll start off with the basketball game last night, which was horrendous, especially the second half. First half wasn't too bad, but uh, I don't know. You know, it looked like they fell asleep or something, didn't it? No. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, – I guess evidently that team is better than I, – I, I thought they were nobody. It's a team Billy Gillespie yeah. put together. So, it's like they got, they got some decent players. Tennessee won the game by 20 points. It's – uh, probably should have won by yeah. a little bit more. Probably a, took their foot off the gas a little bit in the second half. Somewhat. I mean, it's a team that you knew was going to scratch and clutch, you at least according to Rick Barnes. Uh, I wouldn't say Tennessee fell asleep in the same way in which they did against Georgia Southern, though. Well, this, that team had a chance to cut the four at the, in the second half, didn't they? Yeah, but that uh, the way that offense played, there's just no chance they were going to beat Tennessee. Yeah, well, I never, I never felt hit three point shots. You know what? No, they're two of twenty two last night, I believe. Never felt like Tennessee was in danger of actually losing the game. No. Did y'all watch uh, South Florida last night? Not closely, no. But uh, what a what a win for Alex Golish. Yeah, it was kind of reminding you of Tennessee two years ago and the way they played. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously doing the same stuff that we were doing, and Syracuse going through a coaching change. I mean, you got to figure it. Bowl games, I've always said, are mostly about who wants to be there more. That's very yeah. true. And I, South Florida, by far, was the more motivated team in that one. I agree with that. But uh, did y'all see Alex Golish go after the referee in the first half? No. He was, he went he didn't get a call and he was upset. Do you ever see Hopple do that? Hmm. I yeah, I, yeah I've I've seen him work on the refs. Now I, I don't know how to compare it to the Golish thing because I didn't see Golish last night, but uh, they work on the refs pretty good. Um, I, I guess it you know he doesn't chew them out the way Saban does, for instance, or or maybe a Kirby Smart, but maybe he should. Well, I think it's just like basketball, and the coaches in basketball. The Rick Barnes, uh, when he does get on the official, he gets calls. And when he don't, he don't get calls. Wait, did did you hear him last night? What was it he said? Talking? Do you understand what a travel is? 
Oh, yeah. They, I mean, Ted Alpine, <laughs> I think that guy's still refereeing. Barnes went off. On, I think it was Chuck Jones last yeah. night. He he absolutely got in that guy's grill, man. It was classic. But to where we go from here, I we're we're nine and three, but this team is not a top ten team. They don't think don't so? The looks test to me. Hmm. What do you think they need? Well, they need a post player that can score. Mm-hmm. For one thing. They need another point guard, or, or the same disaster is going to happen to what happened last year. Why can't my guy Freddie Buckets get on the floor? That was something I was wondering a little bit last night. They just didn't put him out there for some reason. In a I game guess, like that, he can't get it, uh, five minutes? I guess they just wanted to go with Zakai because he was more experienced with breaking presses. That's what it felt <sighs> that's, like. That's strange because, look, I, I understand you have to play defense for Rick Barnes, but, I you know, connect – isn't exactly a Rick Barnes level defensive player, but he's willing to go with him because of what he gives you offensively. And yeah. I, I just it, and hey, good on Rick Barnes for adjusting. I never thought that he would do that, but he's doing it with Connect, and but he won't do it with DeLeon. It's kind of strange. Uh, this uh, receiver they got from Tulane, how good is he? Could very much be a Dante Thornton clone. That's what it looks like to me. You never know until he gets out there and can he stay healthy. Thornton has not been able to do that yet. But six foot five, 190 pounds, good speed, good hands. I know the Tulane people were really upset to lose him. Yeah. So and and he gets here, he'll be able to go through spring practice. I mean, that was the thing. Thornton had a hamstring injury that kept him off the practice field, didn't allow him to scrimmage, and so it took him until the middle of the season to really get going, and then he snaps his leg. So you know, can he get healthy? Can Brazil stay healthy and learn the system? I th- I think if those two things happen, we're going to have a loaded receiver core. And then you got the other yeah, guy, and, uh... the. Some people say the Matthews kid is the real deal. I, I hope he oh. gets if I won't play him. I mean, he looks like a freak show. And then uh, the one I was going to say is you got Evan Stewart out there. They're kicking the tires on there. So, Yeah, you, I'd take him in my heart. But sure. Absolutely. I, I know some people are like, well, you know, you don't want to disrupt team chemistry. Disrupt team chemistry. You got a chance to add an NFL player to your roster unless he is just the, the biggest me-first guy, you know, add him. Yeah, go go for it. I say. And the guy from Colorado hadn't hadn't signed a national letter yet, has he? No, nope, Seaton's nope. still out there. He, he's another one. I know people say hey, he's yeah, got I, more I baggage than Samson. He's a head case, but I take him. Six foot we six, three hundred pound offensive lineman like that. They do not grow on trees. Phil, thank you, man. We appreciate sure. it. Merry Christmas to you. We got to take a quick time out. Hour number two of the drive coming up next, right here on Fan Run Radio. The drive. This past high noon.